Good morning, CWC family. We are so glad that you're here with us. We have a couple announcements that we just want to share with you this morning. One, this is our last Sunday that we just have to do online streaming. We are so excited about that. Next Sunday, we get to come back into the church together and worship together. There's a few rules and restrictions that the governor has asked us to abide by. So we posted a video earlier in the week, and if you haven't taken the opportunity to watch that, we encourage you to go watch that so you know what to expect next week. But we are so excited to be able to worship with you next week in the church. Also, I want to say it's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there. I wish that we were together so that we could hug your neck and tell you how much that we love you, but you know that we love you and we honor you and we appreciate you and we just hope that you have an amazing Mother's Day and that you are spoiled today. We just invite you to stand up with us and worship. Get ready for church. Let's do this. We're so glad you joined us for worship this morning. I hope you'll stand and join us this morning and just enjoy this time in God's presence today. For this day, we've gathered in your name, calling out to you. Your glory like a fire, awakening desire, will burn our hearts with truth. Well, you're the reason we're here. You're the reason we're singing. We'll open up the heavens. We want to see. The floodgates, a mighty river flowing from your heart, filling every part of our brain. Your presence in this place, your glory on our face, looking to the sky. Descending like a cloud, you're standing with us now, Lord. You're the reason we're here. You're the reason we're singing. Open up the heavens, we wanna see you. Open up the floodgates, a mighty river flowing from your heart, filling every part of our brain. We'll open up the heavens, we wanna.
Lord, come in this place and just speak to us, God. Meet with us. Lord, let your presence just fall. Lord, we need you, Lord.
right now in every room. Your presence is here, God. God, in every place, in every home, your presence, God, is here. right now as we open up your word, your truth, God, let it speak to us like never before. Holy Spirit, I pray that, God, you would begin to touch and speak to the very hearts of your people. God, use me right now as a vessel but speak. We need you, God. We need your voice. We need your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, musicians. Thank you, worship team. Glory, I'm ready to get into the Word. And real quick, let me just say, Happy Mother's Day to all of you out there, all you moms. I normally make a joke. I'm not even going to make a joke this time. Just Happy Mother's Day. I appreciate our moms. I, I love our moms. I, I'll tell you, I, my mom means so much to me, and I... I don't know what I, where I would be or what I would do without her. She's my biggest fan, her and my, her and my wife. And, um, you know, I, I just want to say Happy Mother's Day, Mom. 
And, and if y'all want to, y'all can. Yeah. No, you know, you can do it to your mom. Hey, just, you don't have to do it to mine. Just. And I, I notice you are still. It's just six feet. It's not ten. I noticed y'all are really spread out. I'm excited. We get to have church next week. I'm I'm ready for that. I'm excited about that. We get to come in person. I mean, we've been having church, but but we get to come in person. And, and I know, um, and there's there's different things. And and we are asking, a, a, you know, according to the recommendations of the of our government, the governor, that we're asking those are 65 and older stay home. We understand. We're not going to judge you. I won't even preach about you not being here. That'll be nice. You know, I'm not going to do any of that. Just um, stay home, be safe, watch it online. Uh, those that are that are that have those health issues, uh, we understand. Stay home. Uh, those that are already sick, you know, stay home. Don't bring that stuff here. I mean, just, just stay home. Just, you know, we'll, we'll pray for you. Let us know. We'll, we'll pray, but um, we'll pray from a distance. Stay home. So I get into the word though, and and this is one of those those weird times that I don't have. We'll we'll see how this goes. Y'all's guess is as good as mine. Just about uh, been praying, and God gave me something yesterday, and He has given it stuff to me today. Even so, um, um, this is old fashioned. I, I got I got little. Um, stuff just just wrote on and in 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 a little notebook and and look a real bible instead of an, an ipad so it's official this this means something this this time so in first kings if you open up your bible um first kings chapter 17 uh, if you don't have your bible with you pause it because i'm not waiting on you just pause it come back 1 Kings chapter 17, it says this, And Elisha, the, the Tishbi of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from here. Turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and stayed by the brook Cherith which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. It's all sounding pretty good until we get to verse 7, where it says, And it happened. After a while, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. What, what catches me here you, you've got Elijah he just jumps on the scene 
in, in, in chapter 17. We, we don't hear anything about him before this. He just jumps on the scene, and he's anointed. You ever get that, that, that moment of boldness that it just feels right? And it's just, you just go for it, and Elijah does this. He gets this moment of boldness and, and goes to Ahab and, and just speaks to him and says, Look, God's sick of you. He's sick of, of what you're doing to his country. He's sick of what you're doing to the land, the, the God you're worshiping. And here's the, the wrath of God is coming upon Israel right now. There will be no rain. There'll be no dew. There's going to be a drought for years. In fact, you won't hear rain again, see it, smell it, anything until I give a word. And he he goes at that moment. I mean, it's, I love that. It's that bold moment that he just steps out to speak because there's this anointing upon him at that time. And you do that. You ever get yourself in trouble sometimes because you, you feel so good and you do what you think God's supposed to tell you and then you just take it a step farther? You know, and that's just, you know, it's a little bit because that boldness is there and I can do anything. And, and you're feeling pumped and you're feeling energized and you're ready to go. It, it's kind of like like all those those moments that you have that great service and, and then it's those commitments you're making. And, oh, God, I'm going to serve. I'm going to pray every day for this many hours. Nothing can stop me. I'm in the... I'm going all in and all, you know, I mean, it's, it's like the teenager that after the service, he's burning all the records and all the CDs and breaking all the, just smashing them. I'm abandoning everything. You know those times? Can't remember how many, how many um, journey um, cassettes I broke at moments and then would have to go rebuy them later. You know, I mean, because the evilness of don't stop believing, you know, you just had to just throw it in the fire at the, you know, I mean, those bold moments that you, and you, and it all is good for Elijah. I mean, he speaks this with boldness. I mean, he lives his life with boldness that way. He's speaking it, and he, and then it's all good because God speaks to him and says, look, you have created a pandemic now. The drought is coming. It's going to affect everybody, but, but I've got some ravens set up. They're going to feed you, and, and there's a brook there, so water's going to flow, and just enjoy it. And he goes in, in self-isolation, and he's, he's eating of the bread and the meat that the ravens are bringing him drinking of the water and it's all great until you get to verse 7 and the brook dries up and what you find is Elijah is now dealing with the effects of what he prayed for or what he prophesied about it's all fine. It's all good as long as the brook's running. It's all good as long as the ravens are bringing the food. But, but now I've got to deal with it. It was fine when everybody else was having to deal with what I prayed about. 
it was fine when everybody else was dealing with what I prophesied about. It was fine. But now my prophecy has dried up my brook, my source. Now it has dried up my supply. And, I'm, and, and now I'm starting to question, was that smart? Maybe I should have prophesied something else. Maybe I should have prayed something else. Because now it's affecting me. see I, I think what are some of the things we're now affected by by what we prayed for and it was all fine if, as long as I got to live my life but now it's hit home let, let me let me put it this way some some of you have prayed for your husband to come to church and get saved and they went come set foot in the church door. So God's made you stay home. And he's brought church to them. And they're listening with you. And they're experiencing it with you. But you didn't think it would happen this way. Or, or you, you prayed. Some of you prayed. Prayed. Um. God, I, God, I, I, I want to spend more time with you this year, but I'm so busy. All the stuff on my plate, I'm so. I just need more time because God, I want to, I want to invest. I want to just get deep with you this year. And now you're affected by what you prayed for, because now you have nothing but time. How are you going to use it? Because it's what you prayed for. It's just not how you thought it would be. You thought, you thought when you prayed that, everybody else would just change. Instead, instead, it's affecting you too. It's all fine while the ravens are feeding me. It's all fine while there's water in the brook. It's all fine when what I prophesied about, I'm still feeling it. And God is supplying for me. And it's good, but when the brook dries, when it hits home, that's when everything, everything changes. So, so here's here's what 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 God's been speaking to me on. What do you do when it finally hits you? What what do you do? How do you react? And what do you do when it finally hits where you're at in isolation? Because it, it's you know. We can handle anything until it hits our house. We can handle anything until it hits our community, until it hits our family, until it hits... We can handle anything as long as it's somewhere else. But, but what do you do when now it's 
at my front door and it's hitting me what what do you do what do you do when your brook dries up and 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 look because this is what this is what it goes right into at, at verse 8 the brook dries up in 7 verse 8 it says then the word of the Lord came to him saying so God speaks again to Elijah watch what he tells him arise go to Zarephath which belongs to Sidon and dwell there see I have commanded a widow there to provide for you so he arose and went to Zarephath and when he came to the to the gate of the city indeed a widow was there gathering sticks and he called to her and said please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink and as she was going to get it he called to her and said make me a sandwich too no it's bring me a morsel of bread in your hand just just like a guy isn't it I mean just just I mean hey we fix me some while you're up you know you just go ahead bring me a fix grill me a steak while you're up while, while you're in the kitchen why don't you just bring me some bread too in your hand so she said as the Lord your God lives I don't have any bread only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, Don't don't fear. Don't don't fear that that catches me up. Don't don't fear you see she's she's hopeless right now she's in a hopeless situation she's in this mindset I've only got a little bit left this thing that that you prophesied about that you've prayed for I wish you'd go ahead and say the word so it would rain this thing that you said it's hit my home and I'm down to just a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil. I've got enough for one little cake, one little thing of bread. And you being who you are is asking me for that. I'm just was going to make it, fix it. Me and my son, we're going to eat our last meal, and then we'll starve to death. That's all I've got in a hopeless situation and Elijah's first words to her was do not fear it wasn't everything's going to be okay his very first words do not fear because hopelessness always brings fear All right, and you, you watch watch you watch people who have lost their hope, who don't see a way out, and they're the most fearful people because their mind is playing of everything that will happen. 
oh, we won't make it through this. We won't make it through that. Here's, here's what people with hopeless lives, they, they, they say, they're, they're the ones that are saying, they're opening up things too soon. Well, it'll, it'll just be a, we'll regret that. There'll be a second wave. I'm not, I'm not going to church. I'm not going to, I'm staying away from everything, everybody. I'm, 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 because fear begins to play in the mind when you feel like you don't have hope. And every bad scenario that can play begins to play. I mean, Satan will feed you with plenty of scenarios. He will feed you that, that it's just going to get worse. It's going to hit you. It's going to hit your home. It's going to, you're not going to make it. You're going you're gonna to die. She's saying that. She's speaking that. We're just going to die. I'm just eating my last meal. Me and my son, I was going to fix it. It wasn't even anything special. It wasn't meat like the ravens were giving you, just some bread. We're going to eat it, and then we're going to die because there's no hope. Listen, every time the enemy will speak just hopelessness to you, and when he speaks, it is at your life's sake. He comes to do nothing else but to steal, kill, and destroy. So anytime that fear hits that's saying, I'm going to die, I'm not going to make it, listen, that's the enemy. When he's still in your joy, when he's still in your peace, when he's telling you, trying to take your life, you're going to die. He's speaking to you. That's the enemy. I know that's not God because my God instead, Jeremiah 29, I know the, pl I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, to give you hope in a future. I know the, listen, everything that, that God has for you is good. So I know he's going to speak life to you because it's the enemy instead that brings the death, the fear. So Elijah's first response to her isn't, it's all going to be okay. Elijah's first response is, don't fear. Don't, don't fear. Don't fear. And then watch, he says, go and do as I have said, but make me a small cake from it first. Look, this is a man-man right there now. He went from a little piece of bread to a cake. I like German chocolate. Bring me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward, Make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The bin of your flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and he and her household ate for many days. 
the bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. So here's this woman, starving. Last bit of flour, last bit of oil. He sees her as she's coming to make one more meal for her and her son. And remember, remember, this is the widow that God spoke to Elijah and said, hey, I've commanded she's going to feed you. I'm sure Elijah's got to be thinking, you sure you got the right widow? Because she don't have much. She, she's just got, she's just got, a little, maybe there's another widow in town that is stocked up better. Just, just a little bit of flour. And I love the faith of this woman at this moment. It's because she has to go home. Use up all her flour, all her oil. Watching her son drooling over the bread or the cake that's coming out of the makeshift oven. Her taking it to Elijah with a cup of water watching him eat that cake while her stomach's growling. You ever thought about that? That's hard to do. Eating, watching him eat while she's starving. He finishes it off. She goes back home. I'm just going to take a peek. There's a little bit of flour left. That I thought I used it all, but there's a little bit there in the bin. A little bit of oil. Let me make another one. And just see. Fixes it while it's while it's coming out of the oven. It's, you know, hey, hey, let me let me go. Wow. There's a, there's a little bit. I thought I used it all. There's another little bit of flour, a little bit of oil, just just a little bit. Let let me let me make a, a another one, a, a little bit, and and, and and pulls it pulls it out. Goes goes straight. Oh my goodness! There's there's a little bit of flour. There's a there's a little bit of oil. Look, it, it says it says she fed her household. She went. I'm just gonna fix one one meal, one little bread left for me and my son and now now look it's the whole household getting fed because she was obedient at a moment where she didn't have anything to be obedient with but she still used what God told her to use at that moment first and because she used what God 
gave her to use at that moment, she's not just feeding her and her son. She's feeding out. Elijah's hanging out. She's, he's spending some time. There's a household. It says she fed her whole household. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking there's some family members coming over that live next door. There's some cousins. There's some, there's some people that they're just calling aunt and uncle. It's like Springville, all connected. We're all kin here inside on. We're all kin. Let me come over. Let me come. I heard you got a little something. She's feeding everybody. Her household's full as she's feeding them all. All because she was obedient at this moment and this miracle could take place. But here's what here's what God was telling me about this. Elijah, until the brook dried up, he would have been fine staying by the brook. And he never would have found a widow woman that needed him. As long as he had his needs net met, he's fine. I'll hang out by the brook all I want. As long as ravens are coming with meat and bread, I don't need to leave this place. This is pretty good. We can get so isolated that we forget there's a world out there that's hurting. We can get so isolated at a moment that we forget all about those outside. Listen, I think one of the things that's happened uh, during this deal is the churches woke up and they've realized it's not a building anymore. It's not just we come in here and it's all about us. There's a world out there and we've got to get out. And God has dried up some brooks so that we would leave the house all so that we can begin to find somebody who's hopeless that needs it come on some if the house was full there would be some amens going he's dried up some brooks not so that we can just whine and complain but so that we can find somebody who's hopeless and the miracle of the situation happened when they came together. I mean, look, look at it. The miracle happened when you had this woman who had supply but no hope and no faith. You had Elijah who had faith but no supply. That is the qualities that God uses for a miracle. When he takes what you don't have, but you've got a little bit of something else, and you find somebody else who has something, but they're missing what you have, and all of a sudden God says, look, I can, the miracle happens when we come together. Now's when the miracle can happen. When, when, when I take what you have, and I take what you have, and now, now I can put them together, and I can do a bunch. Here, here's what I've learned. I've learned we need each other. 
You know, what, what I've learned through all of this more than anything else is, is we need each other. We need, we need your gifts. We need your talents. We need your supply. We need your faith. We need your, we need each other. There's some that are, that are broken that's coming to the church that they've got something, uh, but they don't have this, but they're waiting to use what you have also combined with what the miracle begins to happen uh, when we get out of our spots and find each other and work with one another and give to one another and supply. Come on, son. The miracle takes place in each other. It's when we come together. What? Will y'all come back up? Because I'll just keep going because this is the worst thing for a preacher to not have the notes to know when to finish. There was a pastor friend of mine that I just happened to catch it today he did a kind of just a Facebook poll I didn't respond to it because I don't do those things but I'm nosy so I read all the comments that that, that you, you do that That, that way you can say you don't even leave a mark like you were there. You don't like it or nothing. That way you can still preach against Facebook, but you can just get nosy. Not, not really. Listen, I've learned something. I can't preach against Facebook anymore because I'm telling you to go to our Facebook and watch. God taught me something. Just preach against Instagram. Instagram's, we can... I never go there. I don't know how to use it, so I'll preach on against that now. And Twitter. Anybody use Twitter anymore? I'll preach against MySpace. Ain't nobody on that anymore. Back to my youth pastor days. He did this poll. He said, during, during all this, what's the one thing the one thing more than anything else that you've missed about not being able to come in person to church. And, and I was a little taken back. As a preacher, I was really taken because nobody said, oh, I missed the sermons. Not one. Not one. They said, in fact, he saw that too and said he was a little taken back. And responses was, well, we can go and watch somebody preach. And my feelings really got hurt. But what we miss more than anything about coming to the church is we miss each other. We can worship at home, but there's something about when we come to the house of God and we're singing with everyone.
there's something about when I'm down and I'm able to come and see somebody and they give me a word of encouragement. The one thing everybody missed was, was the one thing we all need the most. Each other. And I think God is waking up His people because we've got everything about church, I think, a little backwards. We've missed it. We've, we've got focused on just the time, the service is the church. But the church is us. It's the body, it's the members, it's the people, it's coming together, it's investing. And we've learned we don't need four walls to have a church. We need one another to have a church. And the miracle takes place and the miracle happens when we come together, each one investing in this one and investing in that one and this one investing here and investing. And the miracle of it all happens when we all meet one another's needs. It's each other. So even right now, even right now, and I'm so glad we get to come back next week. And I promise you, if you're not able to come, I'm not going to scold you next week. You can still watch online. On Facebook, just not Instagram. I'm preaching against Instagram. But, but listen, even at home, you can begin to get out of your isolation and reach out and find somebody that needs you so that God can work a miracle. That find somebody that's longing for you to finally get out of your place of isolation and meet somebody there. Holy Spirit, I pray. God, you begin to speak to hearts right now. God, begin to let them know that it's time to get out of the dry place they're at. Get out of the brook. Go find somebody and invest in. Go find somebody. Find somebody that's hopeless. God, begin to show them, Lord. Begin to reveal to them, God, so that miracles can begin to take place so that you are glorified in what happens. Let your power be revealed. Speak, God, right now. Jesus, Lord.
Change 
God, do the miracles through us. Do the miracles, God. Yeah, I want to just pray over you as we give. I want to give you an opportunity to give your tithes, your offerings. give online, you can text. There's there's ways to give still, and I appreciate your faithfulness in giving to God. And I want to speak over you. I want to proclaim over you. As a tithing Christian, the blessings of our faithful and loving Heavenly Father. As a tither, you're not limited to the ups and downs of the economy of this world system because the scriptures declare that the blessings of Abraham are upon us and set us apart and make us to prosper in all situations, whether they're favorable or unfavorable. So as the heavens are open over this church and this congregation, I speak this blessing over you. I call forth jobs for the unemployed, meaningful jobs with good paying benefits, things that have been held up in the courts, such as your inheritance, godly settlements and other legal matters be settled in Jesus name so you may have what is rightfully yours without any further delays those of you who are in your living as entrepreneurs or those who work in sales and commissions I speak that God's favored to be upon you so that deals and opportunities to excel will come your way I call forth raises and bonuses to those who need them. I speak that you find money unexpectedly and that unexpected checks come in the mail right out of nowhere as a gift from heaven just for you. I speak the word increase over you. I speak abundance to overtake you. Such abundance you miraculously come out of debt so that the stress of those debts release your minds and that God's peace will return to you quickly. I now release God's blessings to go forth for you and your family because this is your covenant blessing. I bless you in Jesus' name. And if you receive it, just say amen right where you are. Now give to him. Let's worship.